Welcome to The Daily Standard. I'm Eric Felton, joined today by senior writer and White House correspondent Michael Warren. Michael, how's it going? I'm doing just fine, Eric. Now, word has it that uh, Donald Trump has a little European vacation happening. Maybe not so much vacation, <laughs> but winging his way to Europe nonetheless. Absolutely. And, and as with all his foreign trips, the White House staff is making sure it's not a vacation, that it's jam-packed with uh, things to do for the president. So, uh, you know, he doesn't find himself tweeting uh, over there in uh, in Warsaw Idle or Hamburg. hands Ex- or the devil's playground. Exactly. And nowhere else than the, the, the understands that better than the White House. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, leaving on uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, he, uh, the president with a, a big uh, sort of cohort, a bunch of cabinet members and White House staff, White House advisors uh, on the plane. They're heading to Warsaw, uh, making a stop there. Now, uh, by all accounts, he's going to get a raucous response in Warsaw where the ruling party is bussing in supporters to make it a warm welcome. That's right. I think something, you know, every single member of parliament is able to bring like 10 or 15 of their closest family and friends. Uh, So this is apparently, according to the Polish media, and I've heard uh, as well from, from the American side, uh, part of the agreement, you know, Trump was going to get a big crowd in Warsaw. He's going to get coverage on state TV uh, of this big speech. And so he's giving a speech. Uh, he's getting there to Warsaw today on Wednesday. He'll give the big speech on Thursday. Also, we'll be meeting with the Polish government there. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's going to be an event. At least the White House hopes it is. Maybe a warmer reception there than he's likely to get from Angela Merkel in Germany. That's right, which actually they're having their bilateral meeting Thursday night uh, when he travels from Warsaw to Hamburg for the G20 summit. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see actually how uh, what exactly he says in the Warsaw speech. Um, for example, there's some question, is he going to explicitly enunciate the U.S. pledge to protect Poland against Russia? <laughs> right, and, uh, and, and I think... Um, yes, I think that's that's uh, uh, part of it. But I think also um, there are getting some hints. I'm certainly being told that this speech is going to be sort of an ideological speech. It's going to be making a statement uh, about Trump's views on uh, on sort of nationalism as opposed to uh, globalism. So um, the, the we can get into that a little bit. The, the is ruling... there any reason to be anxious when Donald Trump is going to issue a policy speech on nationalism? No. In Poland, of course not. Uh, in Eastern Europe, no, not at all. Um, no, I mean, I think we'll have to wait to see exactly what the speech is. Uh, it's being written by Stephen Miller, who is sort of uh, perhaps uh, the, the White House's chief and most influential nationalist. Uh, and and this will be a speech that um, that that I'm told will sort of uh, explain how how Trump views the Polish experience and the Polish national identity experience uh, as being a model for the rest of the world, uh, or at least for the re- rest of the West, in opposition to the, the sort of Angela Merkel, uh, Emmanuel Macron. EU-centric global uh, globalist viewpoint as the as the president. We haven't had time enough to know what Macron will do with regard to the the EU, but I mean clearly at this point Angela Merkel has set herself up as kind of the bossy pants of the EU. That's right. That's right. And and so Trump wants to sort of make a statement against that. Um, it, it it will 
there's there's a lot of complex things and, and sort of influences going on here. But of course, on Friday, the president is expected to have his first meeting with Vladimir Putin. And this message, sort of this anti-EU, anti-Western European elites what, message. What could possibly go exactly, wrong with the optics there? Exactly. Well, they're sort of making very, they're, they're, they're taking all these stands uh, and, and precautions to make sure that it's a you know, very official meeting. It's bilateral. They have these very specific uh, and sort of formal things that they are going to be discussing. Uh, lots of questions, and we can talk about that, too, of sort of whether or not the president will bring up the issue of Russian meddling in the elections. Um, I'm sort of guessing he won't, but uh, it would be it would be a, a, an enormous uh, signal about how serious the president takes it if he doesn't or if he does. Um but this, you know, what he says in Warsaw and the White House is interestingly sort of emphasizing to me that the speech in Warsaw is important. And if it lays out a view that is uh, that that continues to be skeptical, not just of the EU, and I think there's reason, good reason to be skeptical of the EU, but the sort of broader uh, uh, globalist project as the uh, as as sort of. Uh, Trumpites might might describe it. We might otherwise describe it as sort of Western civilization and sort of liberal democracy, uh, but but instead focuses more on uh, look. We we need to uh, sort of get back to national identities. That's something that Vladimir Putin is 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 going to embrace. That sort of serves his own purposes in Europe. Um, whether yeah, or not any, that any time Vladimir Putin is going to be embracing what you say, that just can't be good. Well, it 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 might. It might otherwise give you pause, but this is this is something that I think the president doesn't view through that lens. He views it through uh, the lens that he views Brexit or he viewed uh, any of the other European parties that were sort of uh, uh, either following or sort of concurrent with the Trump phenomenon in the United States, which is that it's reflective of what he represents, which is sort of a more populist, more nationalist uh, viewpoint. Um now, that's failed in most other European countries. In fact, uh, our colleague Chris Caldwell has written about this, how in the Netherlands, in France with Marine Le Pen, the sort of uh, quasi-Trump-like, or just, you know, your general populist nationalist movements that seem to be on the rise have, in various different ways, have failed. That's not the case in Poland. And so you can kind of understand why the president is looking at that example and, and seeing the nationalist right. movement in Poland sort of got its got itself in place before Trump. That's right. And one wonders if if the experience in France and the Netherlands has partly been a sort of reaction to Trump that has taken the sheen off of the nationalist agenda, at least for those who might otherwise have been um in, inspired to I, join in. I think so. Right. And it's not just Poland, of course, uh, Viktor Orban and uh uh, in in Hungary as well as uh, another place that's very pro-Trump. That's that's right. Well, at least the government, but maybe not the people itself. But I mean, you can get you can get too carried away with sort of you know looking at superficial similarities. Don't get carried away. I, I, I would never do that. Not not on the Weekly Standard <laughs> Daily podcast. Uh, but but there are some similarities. And what's important, I think, to remember is that the president and I think people in the White House, people who are working on. Uh, this foreign trip, who were working on this speech, who were sort of uh, create a policy and try to uh, figure out how the president will communicate that policy, they certainly see the similarities. And I think then for that reason, we should sort of take them seriously. So Donald Trump is going to Warsaw, where he's going to talk about things that appear to be EU related, and then on to a G20 summit being held in Germany. Right. This 
makes this endeavor seem to be very Eurocentric. But of course, the G20 involves a lot of countries that are not European, China, Japan. South Korea. South Korea. So does this trip risk sort of playing down important relationships outside of Europe? Or are the issues being engaged with Europe as the sort of focus resonant to the rest of the nations at the G20? Uh, I I don't know. It's one of these things that probably will change day by day and will be governed by events. If the if the Trump speech is a is a dud or isn't what uh, perhaps we've been led to believe it will be, then you know perhaps uh, those uh, the other sort of as you say sort of non European interests, the sort of global uh, sort of economic concerns, which is the whole point of the G twenty. Um, you know, we we may be hearing more about that, but again, it's complicated because. Who do we just say? China, Japan, South Korea. Uh, there are three bilateral meetings that the president's going to have with the leaders of those countries. Um, well, obviously, recent events: the launching of the of the ICBM from North Korea. Uh, sort of, North Korea will not be in attendance. No, uh, not exactly the top twenty of uh, producing. They countries. will be on the agenda. Exactly, but... and they and they will sort of out of necessity be on the agenda in and those it, conversations. And probably will try to do something to make themselves the topic of conversation during the summit. Perhaps, yes. And, and of course, um, uh, the South Koreans and the U.S. military have started to sort of, uh, this is all sort of heating up in that region. And just because the, you know these leaders will be on the other side of the world from that does not mean that uh, North Korea will be far from their minds. All right. Well, lots to watch in the coming days. Michael Warren, White House correspondent, senior writer of the Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks. And thank you so much for listening to the Daily Standard podcast. You can get all of our podcasts at weeklystandard.com or better yet, subscribe at iTunes or Google Play. That way you'll never miss any of our podcasts, including the Crystal Clear podcast with Bill Crystal every Friday and The Confab with me, Eric Felton, every weekend. Catch you next time.